Hello everyone. You are listening to the Creative Biolabs podcast, we provide reliable exosome-related services and products to clients around the world. Our services cover all aspects of exosome isolation and purification, identification, antibody and engineering. Dear friends in the audience, welcome to our program on time every Saturday night, I'm Connie. Today, we invited our old friend Dr. Hofstadter to the program. We'll explore more interesting knowledge together. Dr. Hofstadter, welcome and thanks for joining us. Would you say hello to our audience? Good evening every dear friend in the audience. Good evening dear Connie. Thank you for your invitation, I'm very glad to be here. So, let's start with a recap. In the last episode, we introduced the use of exosomes in tumor detection, diagnosis, prognosis, prediction, and treatment from various aspects. Specifically, biomarkers are measured in tumor-derived exosomes to aid in the early detection and diagnosis of disease, to determine prognosis, predict treatment efficacy, and measure therapeutic response to therapy. Today, we'll focus on terms and definitions currently used in the field of exosomes and extracellular vesicles in general. Dr. Hofstadter, this brings my first question. Why not extend the definition of exosomes to nanoparticles of various sizes, instead of limiting their size to 30 to 100 nanometers? As you know, most body fluids, including blood, breast milk, saliva, pleural, amniotic, ascites, urine, cerebrospinal fluid, semen, bronchoalveolar lavage, and synovial fluid, contain exosomes and other membrane-bound vesicles. Exosomes may have different molecular, morphological, and biophysical properties, based on the tissue or biological fluid from which they were isolated. For example, exosome-like granules in semen have been reported to be round to oval in shape, containing internal vesicles, and ranging in size from 50 to 500 nanometers. However, exosomes isolated from ascites were nearly identical in size and ultrastructure to exosomes in matched blood samples. Exosomes isolated from saliva are described as having a diameter of no more than 100 nanometers and a ring shape. Vesicles recovered from cell culture media were reported to be larger, and in some cases, their size was described as biphasic. Yeah. Based on previous studies, the size of exosomes has become an important issue. These studies use the terms microvesicles, oncosomes, or exosomal like particles rather than exosomes to include along with exosomes, vesicles that bud directly from the surface lipid rafts of the cell membrane and do not involve multivesicular bodies. What differences emerged in these studies? You have raised some really important points, Connie. Typically, such studies vary in how they separate membrane-bound particles from liquids, especially from spent or conditioned media from cell cultures and surface biomarkers for identifying a subset of vesicles. One possibility that might explain the larger vesicles found in spent media is that cells in two-dimensional culture produce exosomes. Compared to classical exosomes isolated from blood bodies differ in size, function, molecular content, or molecular surface markers. For example, interactions with tumor cell lines grown in contact with other cells may secrete exosomes with different contents and functions, than cells grown in an isolated two-dimensional culture environment. 
Likewise, exosomes obtained from short-term cultures of xenograft cells function differently from exosomes from cells maintained in long-term culture. Furthermore, the actual biological functions of extracellular vesicles that do not fit the canonical definition of exosomes may have similar functions in general intercellular communication. Here comes another question. Does separation of arbitrary size still matter if the basic structure and function of the particles are the same? Well, it depends. In some cases, I think using a panel of surface biomarkers to define exosome subgroups may be too restrictive. Because, you know, the exact surface markers may vary, depending on the specific physiological role of the exosomes. For example, different surface markers, or lack thereof, may target exosomes to different cell subsets. Furthermore, even a preparation used to isolate vesicles meets the criteria for classically defined exosome preparations, and does not ensure that all membrane-bound particles in the preparation meet the standard molecular characteristics of exosomes. If the majority of vesicles in exosome preparations fit the canonical definition of exosomes, does it imply that those exosomes that produced the observed responses were from a subpopulation expressing canonical exosome markers? And why this? No, it's not like that. I think it's because each cell is likely to produce many different exosomal subsets, as well as different non-exosomal vesicles. A cell can provide multiple signals to different groups of cells locally and remotely. Each exosome population secreted by a cell type may contain multiple distinct exosomes or vesicle subsets, based on its surface molecules and molecular content. Furthermore, the size of exosomes may vary dynamically over time, from the point of initial release to their final destination. Okay. Then what do you think are the main problems in analyzing exosome function? I think one of them is that the details of the isolation methods of each study must be read carefully, to understand which subpopulations of membrane-bound vesicles are being studied. I mean, this includes understanding their biochemical and physiological characteristics and functions, and how studies of specific vesicles relate to studies of classical exosomes. Specifically, some studies used filters to exclude larger particles from formulations. Alternatively, this filter or a larger pore size filter can be used to retain the particles to be assessed. Similarly, it is often unclear how to test or not test preparations for the expression of surface markers such as tetraspanins. There are countless studies on exosomes or related vesicles. What are the issues to be aware of? What I would say, for ongoing or future research, it must be more clearly stated which vesicle subpopulations are being assessed and the relationship between experimental results and those elicited by classical exosome preparations. Specifically, I think studies on exosomes may refer to published results focusing on different types of vesicles, and show that these previous results were obtained from exosomes. What molecules are frequently used to define and demonstrate that exosome preparations contain the surface of isolated exosomes? Good question. These include selected tetraspanins, CD9, CD49D, CD63, CD81, and CD82. You know, they have been described as markers on the outer surface of exosomes. Other molecules thought to be characteristic of exosome surface molecules 
include integrin alpha v beta 3, transferrin receptor, externalized phosphatidylserine, milk fat globuli 8, and MHC class 1 and 2 complexes. Exosomes secreted by certain types of tumors, such as melanoma, may express specific molecules, such as cavolin 1, while other molecules are more specific for inflammatory cells. Furthermore, even tetraspanins may not always be expressed on every type of exosome. However, the surface molecules most commonly used to define exosomes in all cell types include CD9 and CD81. Okay, one more question. Could the size of exosomes affect exosome trafficking? That is for sure. This is similar to nanoparticles. Exosomes circulating in the blood or present in some body fluids may be affected by the size of the vesicles initially released from the cells. Because smaller exosomes may penetrate lymphatic and capillary spaces more easily and selectively than larger exosomes or vesicles. Therefore, smaller exosomes may be more widespread in the blood. But I don't think it's determined whether smaller exosomes are more likely to penetrate the angiolymphatic system or into specific cells. That's a great closing thought. Thank you Dr. Hofstadter, for all your insights and popularization today. What else interesting knowledge about exosomes is waiting for us? We'll be keeping track right here. Thank you all for joining us, see you next time. Thank you, I hope we will see you next time.